Welcome to Voices of Substance, come join us, the table is open. Never too proud to rejoice in the faith of a Canaanite woman. Welcome to Voices of Substance, come join us, the table is open. Never too proud to rejoice in the faith of a Canaanite woman. Woman with the Issue of Blood, so Part excited. 3. We are um, here with my dear sister, um, who I'm going to introduce. But before we get into that, I'm just going to say a word of prayer really quick. Um, um, because it's God that allowed us to be here today. It is God that does what he does best. Um, so I'm just going to say, um, a quick word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank Thank you for the life that you have given us, Father God. We thank you for the strength that you have provided us with on this day, God. Father, Father God, we do not take it for granted, Lord Jesus. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to be here, Father God, to share your word, to share the good news, to share the gospel, your word, God. And Father God, we thank you for what you're going to do through us, Father God, and what you're going to say, Father God, in this episode, Father God. We thank you for my dear sister, Father God, and how we know that you're going to use her dearly, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for even the listeners that will hear this episode, Father God. May they find joy in it, Father God. May they just, may it just rejoice, Father God. May their heart just overflow, Father God. Not in us, Father God, what we do, Father God, but how you use us, Father God, and how you're going to use them to go out and compel others to come into your kingdom, Father God. And we just thank you. We are so grateful, Father. Father God, and we give your name the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I'm just so excited. (laughs) We have my dear sister um, as a special guest today. Um, Her name is Angela Freeman. And um, I have the pleasure of and the honor of introducing her. She is a 50-year-old, which... I wish you guys can see her. She does not look 50. Um, She looks absolutely amazing. Her spirit is absolutely amazing. She has a welcoming spirit. Um, Any and everybody that she comes in contact with. Oh my God. She just, she just, she's just a bubbly person. Um, She is from a native from Clinton, North Carolina. Um, She accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Um, when she was in her, um, in her teens and she is a humble servant of God whose ultimate goal is to do the will of God. She is still amazed at how much grace and mercy God has shown in her life and how he desires to use her for the kingdom and for kingdom building. And, uh, we are grateful for that and we are grateful for her. She graduated from Balder College in Atlanta, Georgia, with an associate degree in fashion design, um, which is the, univer- the University of Mount Olive with a bachelor's degree in business management, North Carolina Technological um, Theolo- Theological Seminary, 
or they call it NCTS, with which um, she received an associate in biblical studies, a bachelor's in theology, and a master's in biblical counseling. Um, she is an active member at Mount Pleasant Baptist Church Ministries under the leadership of Bishop Varney N. Fullwood Sr. and co-pastor Idella Fullwood. She is a minister of the gospel, a social media ministry member, and she works in many other uh, capacities where um, she, wherever she's needed. She also has a social media ministry called A Dose of Inspiration on Instagram. She is the second daughter of Reverend Levis. Did I say his name right? Livis. Livis. Livis James Freeman and the late great Linda Jewel Freeman. Yes. She has a she has two children, two beautiful children who I have met, um, who she adores dearly. And her two children's name um is Jalen and Isa Banks. Um, she has two siblings who are near and dear to her heart. She has um their spouses, her sibling spouses and um, her nephews and other close family members. So two of Angela's favorite quotes are bruised heel, still, bruised heel, yes. still crush serpent's heads by Sarah yes. Jakes Roberts. And if you do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. And that's by Pastor Bishop Varney N. Fullwood. Her favorite scriptures are Romans 8 and 28, which I know that by heart. <laughs> Slam dunk when I saw that. And yeah. Psalms 139. Yes. And I would just like, again, to introduce uh, to the panel today, um, Angela Freeman. And I'm going to tell y'all how I met her. I met her, <laughs> if you don't mind, Angela, is, may I, I do that? Okay. So, um, Divine connection. yes, absolutely. I met Angela, um, it was about eight, almost eight years ago. Um, this year will be eight years and Angela was the one that I gravitated to. I'm not saying that I didn't gravitate to anyone else. Um, I met her, um, my first time as a social worker and it was at Sampson County DSS. Woo -hoo. And, um, when I met her, um, you know how you meet, you know, various people, you know, I don't mind talking to people. I mean, let me tell y'all for y'all that don't know me, I will talk to the walls like if I could, but if they will talk back, but they don't. So, um, <laughs> so, but Angela was very, um, uh, what I love about you, Angela, is you were very welcoming. Um, if I, I didn't feel like if I asked you too many questions, I didn't feel like, um, you was like, okay, didn't I already tell you that? Or didn't I, you just, you was just the go-to person. And if I didn't know something, you were like the person that I was shadowing. You were the person that, um, I went out with, I went out with, you know, other great social workers as well, but you were just the person that I, I gravitated to. If I felt down, you didn't know that. You would come with a word of encouragement. Oh um, if if I wasn't having a good day, it was just, 
your smile and not just your smile, you would just encourage me. And even when you became my supervisor, which was crazy. Oh my gosh. You didn't think I was going to say that, did you? Even when you became my supervisor, at one point she was my supervisor, but when you became my supervisor, oh my gosh, I just, I just saw even more for you, even when you were my supervisor at the time. And how you would bring me in the office and how you would encourage me. Um, not, I don't even think necessarily you knew I needed encouragement, but it was God. Uh, you allowed God to use you to give you the necessary words. You know, God is one that he will feed us. He will use whoever, whomever he sees fit or whomever we, he will, that, that person will allow him to use them. Um and you allowed God to use you in that manner with just encouraging me with, um, Likewise, feel- Monica. Huh? Likewise. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, really? <laughs> you, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. take, I'm just going to say, I don't take that for granted. Um, I never have, I never will. Um, I just, I'm just grateful for how God used you. To- so am I, with you and my mom. <laughs> everything you just said, I mean, the same to me, it's, it's just been amazing how you just sometimes you don't know at the time when you meet people that you don't realize it, but that those are lifelong connections. And those are, and that's why I say if you, um, if you don't have for people who don't have Christian friends, mm-hmm. if you be that friend, you're going to, you, it's like magnets. You're going to, yes. you, you know, the Holy spirit and me, we're going to be connected and you're going to be connected. Absolutely. And, um, so you're definitely somebody that I'll be connected with like for life. for life absolutely i agree so for the listeners that are listening in and that will hear this um this episode this podcast um this month we are discussing the woman with the issue of blood oh my gosh um i have learned so much in just going over her story um, this past mm-hmm. month with just reviewing information and how God has been so revealing to me. And I know years down the line or maybe months when I go back or wh- however God chooses to use me, um, when I go back and read this story or when I hear this story, God's going to give us some, he's going to give us more. He's going to reveal right. more, just mm-hmm. what we need in the time that we need it in. So um, let's just dive right in, um, Angela. Right. So, and I know we all have been faced with issues in life. If you're living, you have been faced with an issue. Or if you have not been faced with an issue, you will be faced with an issue later on down the line. Now, for me, with my life, it's been issue at the issue at the issue. But I'm grateful because the issues is what makes me who I am. It makes me, you know, even in my weakness... God is the one that I draw my strength from and he is the one that is strong within and it feels so good with not going through my issue by myself going through that issue with God it feels so good to have him ahead of your life um because I I know that I would not be sane if um I didn't have him the head of my life right now especially in this time so have you, I'm going to just ask this question. I know it's going to sound crazy, but <laughs> have you ever been faced with an issue? Or if not, do you know someone that has been faced with an issue? We know we're talking about the woman with the issue of blood. 
Your issue may not be her particular issue, but your issue is your issue. So have you ever been faced with an issue or do you know someone that's close to you that has been faced with an issue and, you know, that you were, you or that person was restored from? Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, um, I definitely know people who have faced, been faced with issues, but whenever I was preparing for this and the way this came about was I was, um, when you, I told you over the phone, like I was literally screaming when you said this was the woman because um, I had been called, I, I um, recently, I preached my initial sermon in November of last year. Mm-hmm. And um, so God had called me through my former church where I grew up. They called me and wanted me to come and preach for Mother's Day. And my mind, I was just blown like, huh? <laughs> then we have to know what God, if God called us, I, he's called me to preach. So I'm, I don't know when or where, but I know the call, I know calls are coming. Absolutely. And so whenever he called me, so I started praying and just um, a couple of weeks before I woke up, like I wake up early morning, like three or four in the morning sometimes and I'll read a scripture and then go back to sleep. And then I wake up like, was that a dream? Did I really read that? Or you like <laughs> Uh huh. That's more early morning. That's my time with God. <clears throat> and I had read a little about the woman with the issue of blood way back. <clears throat> and so she came to mind, just in the back of my mind. But I started praying. I said, God, like I really, you know, what? Why do you want me to talk to these women about what? Um, give me a man. I want this to be an anointing. I want just use me in this way. And so <clears throat> he just kept giving me bits and pieces. And it got to the point where I kind of knew how to lay out things. But I was like, who? Is and I knew it was a woman. Mm-hmm. But I said, "Who's the woman?" And so I said, "God, man, I need you to make this clear." <laughs> and so when you called me and you were like um, talking about the podcast, my mind was blown. I was just so excited for you. And then you were like, "Me, but you wanted me to be a, a guest." And I was like, "Whoa, okay, that was too. That was whoa, like uh, Monica's having a podcast. Whoa." And then whenever you said you already had predetermined who we would talk about, and and right before you said it, like I just knew. And when you said it, I literally, it just blew my mind because God really used you. That was the answer. That was the prayer. That was the answer to the prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I began to study this woman and Monica, this light has really just blown my mind. I am getting to the answer. No, no, no. Today. You're good. You are good. <laughs> because um, whenever I started studying this woman, like, you know, just like everybody else, when I read about her when I don't know maybe teenager early tw- I don't know I don't remember the first time I heard about her but when I did I remember thinking I mean you read that scripture and then when when Jesus said her faith and made her whole mm. I was like what did she do mm. you know because <laughs> when you read the scripture it's like okay what I mean specifically like my mind years I don't know could have been 30 years ago 35 what exactly God did she do because uh-huh. I want to be that Mm-hmm. I want to know that. and I was like so did, how did she know to touch the hem of his garment and that's that's really a question I had but I never really studied mm-hmm. so when I prepared for this Monica God revealed this to me okay <laughs> and so you know this woman of course we know she had issues um and the thing about issues is there's nothing no such thing as issue Mm-hmm. If you have one issue, it's mm-hmm. going to cause other issues in your life. Mm-hmm. So because she had the issue of blood, she was ceremonially unclean. So uh-huh. people could come near her. If they touched anything she touched, they were unclean. Mm-hmm. She had financial issues because of the isolation. She had emotional, you know, she mm-hmm. had emotional Absolutely. she had children, she couldn't even care for her own children. Exactly. If she had a husband, he would have left her. That's right. So not that, that issue that she had no control over mm-hmm. caused so many other issues in her life. Absolutely. 
right? And so, and this, these are my sermon notes. <laughs> so then I was like, so how did she know? Because we know this scene, there are thousands, no doubt. I mean, hundreds of thousands of hundreds or thousands of people surrounding Jesus at that time. Mm-hmm. The multitude, because we know with the the, um, the story with the two fish and five loaves of bread. Absolutely. And we know that right before this, Jesus had just cast the the um, spirits out of the man into the swine. They uh-huh. ran it was like height, everybody. You know, Absolutely. Jesus. So there were, I'm going to say there were thousands of people. And so, you know, these, all of these people were pressed up against him. They were touching, but she's the only testimony in that who was healed. Mm-hmm. And so my question was why? Mm-hmm. Because she was not the only one who touched him. But whenever I began to research, there's this, um, scripture in Malachi, which we know is the last book of the Old Testament. Okay. And right before the book of Malachi, there's 400 years of silence before the New Testament begins. And the New Testament starts with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Mm-hmm. And in all three of those books, the Synoptic Gospels, they all talk about the, the life, the ministry, death and resurrection of Jesus. So mm-hmm. they all captured this story. All three had different versions of the same story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so in Malachi 4 and 2, it says, But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go out and leap like calves from the stall. Now, that makes absolutely no sense to me. (laughs) That's something you have to research. And when you research it, what it pretty much says is it's saying the Messiah, that there's healing even in the hem of his garment. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a prophetic word from the Old Testament. Yes. So this woman knew this prophetic word. Mm-hmm. And so so then so then you're saying, okay, all of these people, just like right now, it appears that there's so many people following Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. There's over seven billion, seven and a half billion people in the world. A third of that are Christians. Wow. When you go, when you travel, go to the grocery store from your house, you see all these churches. So it looks like all these people are following Jesus. And it's just like this crowd. They were all following him. Mm-hmm. But the reasons, the intention of yes. their hearts were different. Yes. These people were following him because they knew that he could. They've seen him. No telling what they've seen him do. The book of John said that. Now, the Bible holds some things. But the book of John said the world could not contain all of the miracles yes. and things that Jesus did. Yes. So we have just a small portion of what he did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these people have seen all of this and they knew that Jesus could do this. They knew he could do that. They knew he could heal. They knew he could raise from the dead. He could take two fish and five loaves of bread and feed thousands of people. Mm-hmm. So they followed him because of that. This woman was following him, my God, because she knew that prophetic word and she believed that he was the Messiah. Yes. And she believed he was the Messiah, and she knew that all she had to do yes. was touch the hem of his garment, and that was faith move. Mm. That's the faith that made her whole. Not Ooh. the fact that she followed him That's because she knew he could heal. Everybody knew he could heal, mm-hmm. but they did not believe that he was the Messiah, mm. the Son of God. They didn't mm. believe that. Mm. They followed him just like some people today. God, okay, so she's a follower of Jesus. Oh, she got that new house. She got that business. Mm-hmm. They follow him because of what he they've seen him do for other people. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people are following God because what they want from him. That's right. But the faith that made her whole was that she followed him because she believed he was the Savior, yes. the Son of God. Ooh. And she deliberately, she slid in and she deliberately, she could have went for the slip. Because 
just faith saying, all I need to do is touch him. Mm -hmm. Why not go for his sleeve? Why not just tap? But she went for the hem of his garment. And when she did, listen, it activated that prophetic <laughs> word, the hem. Um, and God knew, Jesus knew what had happened. Mm -hmm. And so that's why all these other people following her, you didn't hear tested. You won't hear a thousand of people saying that they were, they were um, made whole, that they were healed. And so Monica, listen, my faith, <laughs> my faith, I had always, I would always say, gosh, I wish my faith was greater. You know, I, and, and this right here, God spoke to me. He changed my life because I would think, okay, my focus when I was younger years ago used to be, um, I'm believing God can do this thing, but I was just like the multitude, believing mm -hmm. him for what he could do for me. If you believe Jesus yes. for who he is, it don't, the rest of it is nothing. Mm -hmm. If you believe he's the son of God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, that he spoke mm -hmm. nothing and everything was. That's right. You're not worried about him doing anything. You know he's God, so you know he can do everything else. Absolutely. But the faith in him is what made her whole. That's right. And, and, and this story, see, this is the first time there's a miracle in a miracle. Mm. The only time in the, in the New Testament. Mm. So the reason he was even moving through that area is because Jairus. That's yes. Yes. But he called her to come because, okay, so two of the um, gospels said that her, the daughter was dead. One said she wasn't yet. It doesn't matter. By the time he got there, she was. Mm -hmm. So she, he was moving through this crowd. So she had to move in. We knew she had to move in like hidden, mm -hmm. you know, and intentionally touch him and come out. But Jesus stopped her. And so my thing was, okay, so he called her out. But my thing was, why? And this is what God revealed to me, Monica, through this. Okay, so maybe Jairus was like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was following Jesus because of what he could do. Maybe he didn't believe in his heart because God sees the heart of man. Mm -hmm. And he her heart and he could see the heart of all the thousands of people. That's why they were not here. He saw her heart and he felt that touch. And when she acted on that prophetic mm. word, she was made whole. Yes. But when she gave her testimony, Ooh. Jairus, I believe Jairus, his heart changed. Yes. If, if I believe that Jesus knew, this is, this is what he gave to me. It's not, this is my understanding that if, if the woman hadn't given her testimony, then when Jesus got to his daughter, we know he could heal her, but his faith was not where it needed to be. He didn't believe he was the Messiah. So Jesus intentionally had her, when she gave her testimony, look, my faith mm. <laughs> increased to 2000, how many thousand years? Yes. But his faith, I believe that his heart changed at mm. that moment. And that's why when Jesus got to his daughter, everybody couldn't be around for that. Hand Absolutely. They were, not believers. They, were Absolutely. they were believers in miracles, yes. but they were not believers in Jesus Christ. Yes. And that's why his daughter was made whole. And that leads to the question that you're telling me. When after, after I shared that part of the message, God told me, so now, Angela, you share your testimony. Mm. And, and the reason is because it's not about me. Your testimony is not about you. Mm. But because somebody else may need that testimony to increase their faith, to believe in Jesus, not believe that he can, we know he can do anything. And there are people who know that he can do things, mm -hmm. but because they don't believe in who he is, that's why they're not getting their breakthrough. That's good. But if I give my testimony, mm. then somebody else is going to believe, wow, he really is Jesus. Mm -hmm. He is the Messiah. God is real. Yes. And then they can get their miracle. They that's can get right. their breakthrough. That's right. 
And that's that. That's what God gave me for that. So after that, <clears throat> God, it because sometimes we share our testimony, and sometimes we're like, I don't want people to know. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to spill. You don't have to lay out A to Z everything going on with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. But it's not about us. That's and right. so my, I have so many issues, Monica. I had to narrow it down. <laughs> um, I go back to whenever I was younger. Again, um, I don't know. It, uh, maybe I, it, before I was a teenager, definitely. I experienced something, Monica, and I cannot tell you to this day. And I've tried to remember. And I think God has let me know, Angela, it doesn't matter what it was. The point is that I tried something or I pursued something and I, I failed miserably. And Monica... It was devastating. I felt in my heart, that's the first time I remember in my life feeling like that's the worst feeling I ever had. That's Mm -hmm. the first that I feel. So it must have been, I probably was like eight or nine. So I decided at that moment that I would never in my life give 100% to anything. I would always hold something back. Because then if it didn't work, then I would at least know what I ain't giving my all. Mm Mm-hmm. And that issue, just like the woman with issue of blood, that caused other issues in my life, Monica. Yes. That caused low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. That caused me to not believe that I deserve the best. Wow. That caused me to believe less in myself. That affected my schoolwork. Mm. That affected relationships at home. That wow. affected relationships later on. Wow. Um, in my life, like, you know, marriage and, and, and romantic relationships and even friendships. And so that's, um, it caused low Self-esteem, depression. I mean, it 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 um helped me. You know, made me believe that I didn't deserve the best. That I didn't have right the right to joy in my life. And um, wow, that was that's one of my issues. And, and God has definitely restored it. And it wasn't just a one thing. It's just been through different situations in my life. Some have been through the spinoffs of the issues that have manifested, mm-hmm. like relational issues, divorce. Um, you know, just different things like you, you know, school, gotcha, um, education, um, mm-hmm. just just different things that he's healed me in faith. You know, and, and it's just every round goes higher and higher. Mm-hmm. And so even through this, this took me another round higher with some of the issues. Just studying this woman with the issue of blood. That's so I know that was a long response. No, that's okay. That that indeed is that. He has definitely restored me. Yes, that is pri- that is priceless. That is priceless because when you talk about you having many issues, honey, I didn't have, it's like a book upon a book and a novel and another novel and another novel. Like ping pong ball and back and forth, issue, 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 issue. Absolutely. But I'm just grateful for, like you said, you know, of how we realized what the issue was. We allow God to show us our issue. I'm going to just say that much when we were faced with whatever that certain issue was. And not only he showed us that issue, but okay, God, how can I not, how can I, I'm not going to say get around this issue, but how can I get through this issue? How can I conquer this issue? Because sometimes our issue um, it can make us. Sometimes our issue can be a stumbling block. Um, it's it's whatever we make it. But with God, we can conquer it all. We can we can get through it all. Welcome to voices of substance. Come join us. The table is open. Never too proud to rejoice in the faith of a Canaanite woman. Thanks for listening to Voices of Substance. Stay tuned for the next episode.